Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's Bud Pod 104. I, I don't think 104 is anything other than what we said 103 was. Which is a, a number... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sort of the 104th Airborne, so kind of thing. Um, it, if you address the one... It reminds me a bit of Error 404. Do you remember the days of Error 404? Oh, man, when, when web pages... Uh broke in that particular way yeah god do they still is page it's a page not found hardly ever now right now you just get the google dinosaur and a little oops because the internet's all cute now back in the day it was all very serious like you were you were told the error yeah this is the number code. as if as if you had the manual next to you and so we were all at home as apparently supposed to just leaf through the error book oh 404 and look it up <laughs> honey uh, Honey, but now, fetch my error book. <laughs> but now, now everything has to be cutified and everything's top level. So, by which I mean, like everything has to be consumer facing. Yeah. Uh, so it, now it's things like the, the Google Doodle going, "Whoopsie! Looks like what you're looking for is in the upside down from Stranger Things." <laughs> um, may, uh, Maybe you you should get a uh, a cat, and the or maybe your cat's walked all over your keyboard, <laughs> uh, or something like that. <laughs> That's what the internet now. It's like um a kind of um a fun little like clip art uh, version of Bill Gates, where his nose is a sort of pink triangle in his face, mm-hmm. and he and, he, well, and he's saying, yep. "I'm sorry." <laughs> we'll get some elves on this right away. <laughs> that little Christmas hat on all year round. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, gross. Why is it, why, I, why is it that, that now that everything is just everything's been getting worse for roughly rough roughly twenty years, say, and the more things yeah. get worse, the more companies are supposed to and these places are like our friends. I don't. I'd rather things were better, and you'd be very, very formal. Right. Okay. But the companies have, you know, the, no control over, say, the um, the legacy of the Iraq War. Sure, but I, um, I, <laughs> I mean, the government as well. Where it's like, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some really good communications reasons for this, but it still does irritate me in a pathetic way. If you go on, like, the NHS website, it uses the word tummy. Uh, yeah, no thanks. And, and no. That always makes me go. Really? Is that easier? Do people not know what it would? Would someone who's really ill be looking at that, going, "God, uh, stomach? What the fuck is a stomach?" If if I went to my GP and they said, "Yeah, so there's some problem with your tummy," <laughs> I'd be like, "Who are you, Doctor Nick?" <laughs> what? You pull his mask off. <laughs> Wait a minute, like it's a Scooby Doo thing. You're... Hi everybody! Oh, <laughs> looks like your tummies are hurting. <laughs> There's a problem in your tummy. There's a problem in this office. You're not qualified. I guess I, I remember back in the days of Era Four Hundred Four. It was also the um, right after nine eleven, when so you know the it was this peculiar time where the war on terror sort of began at the same time that people were starting to do satire on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, hey, Mr. Taliban, hand over bin Laden. George Bush, say that revenge, come. And there's like a little little flash animation. Yeah, a little flash animation. And, um, and... Colin Powell gonna bomb your home. Yeah, something like that. And And then around the Iraq war, there was, um... You could there was a, a web page that was a fake error four oh four page and it said error four oh four weapons of mass destruction not found. 
Yeah. But it was done in the format of an era 404 yes. page. And I remember thinking, this is the most... This is so clever. <laughs> They've used the form. They've altered the, the internet form. <laughs> To to make a comment on 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 on, on current affairs, I I, I this, this is the future. <laughs> yes, you show your dad, and he'd be like, "Oh, better get my error book." And you're like, "No, father, look closer. <laughs> Tis a jest." <laughs> <laughs> what? Better get my error book. <laughs> he's as he, and he's like getting out of the chair. Oh, it's just leaning up. No, 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 sit, 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 sit. <laughs> Uh, better get my error book I bought from online bookshop, exclusively bookshop, Amazon.com. <laughs> Imagine it. This y- Books in the Amazon, they'd get all wet. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Man, those were the, well, yeah, those were the days. Like, that's, that's, it's amazing to think that, like, that's pre-YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to put a video on the internet, you had to build a website for that one video. Yes. That one video had its own website. Yeah, and sometimes, like, did you ever stumble across, like, some fucking bullshit family from the Midwest had set up its just, like, website for itself? And it would be like, the Jacobsons! And they'd just have, like, blurry, like, video of their holidays where the entire video is, like, nine pixels wide. Yeah. Yeah, and a bunch. Have you seen the and a bunch, uh, a bunch of photos with that like an enormous like yellow or red date in the bottom left corner because it's from a digital camera. Yeah, and the date's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the date says it's from three thousand and seventy-four, <laughs> and but they've not figured out how to change it, how to correct it. <laughs> do you, um do you remember? Oh, have you seen the first ever photograph shared on the internet? Ooh. Um, was it one of those things where technically it was made out of, like, text? No, no, it was, like, it was from, uh, you know, some CERN Christmas party or something, or some CERN karaoke party, and it's just three ladies who work at CERN in, like, flapper outfits, I don't know if it's, like, a 1920s-themed party, and there's just three of them just like, "Eh." (laughs) it's like, have a photo together at some party. It's funny that, like, the first photo ever shared on the internet, the people in it are dressed like it's even more in the past, like... (laughs) To enhance it even more. That just, wow, that was the fashion back then, right? It's like, no, that's a costume party, you fucking idiot. No, it's it's actually really annoying that they dress that way because this is going to make it very confusing for future historians. Do you know? Do you know what a trick question that's going to be in some poor fucker's GCSE? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. When is this photograph from? <laughs> and they have to be able to like look in the background and, and identify a a super collider. You go. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's more. That's not from the twenties. <laughs> I don't know if I said on here, but you know, I um, at university, my my director of studies in college was um a physicist, um, and he'd worked at CERN, and he he's like, I remember when, I remember when the internet was twenty web pages. Oh, madness! And only eleven of them were porn. <laughs> is that what he was reminiscing about he was going yeah well you you only had you had busty babes and then uh of course uh you had it was just like listing them perfectly yeah what were the other nine web pages oh i don't know <laughs> the jacobsons each jacobson had a page back then <laughs> there was some kind of argument at the family reunion the websites didn't make it clear <laughs> uh. Oh, I, I just, yeah, a formal error. That's the thing. But everything is your friend now, and I mean, we've, I think we've talked about this before. But like the insufferability of, of, of banking adverts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Making everything's become cutesy. Also, they. This is a cute joke plan. They, they always, they always try and make reference to their long heritage in a way that implies they're like Gandalf. Like, uh, right, yeah, West or Barclays would be like, We've always been there, yeah, every step of the way. And it'll be like a guy being a bank in the 20s, or like the horse running through the Warburton bread village from the 20s, you know. I, 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 I get, um, emails from my bank when, uh, when I have a new, um, like 
statement ready when you know your your latest statement is ready oh, yeah. and and it says there the name of the bank and then like a slogan it's what we do <laughs> and then and then and then and then a link to your statement it's like it's what 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 we do bank statements <laughs> the bare minimum of what a bank is supposed to do that's spe- especially what you do is it nat west we are a bank <laughs> That's the it's what we do. What the fuck? Are you? Obviously, it's what you do. <laughs> also, like uh, your statements ready. Like there's been a guy with a visor going. Accounts for Mister Wang. Like this little ticker tape thing that's being hurriedly fed into a little reader. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking over his half moon spectacles as he whittles my current account statement. <laughs> little cigarette jutting out of his mouth, ink all over his fingers. Yeah, that's what we'd like to imagine. It's what it's what we do. Yeah, God, that's every, yeah. Every 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 company is Lucky Kentucky now. Genu- gen- <laughs> genuinely, yes. Depressingly, that is true. <laughs> Uh, I, oh God, I, are you with Bulb? I'm with Bulb, and they are insufferable. Are they? Are they like a clean electric ele- energy company? Yeah, it's all clean energy in some way that I can't quite understand, and I'm quite sure that there's an article out there somewhere, or there's going to be an article at some point going, "Did you know it's only clean because it's babies? It's made of babies, because we're not allowed <laughs> any nice things in this world." But for now, I'm convinced of their their their. I need, credentials. I need to do that shit, man. I need to do that shit, like, because I, you know, I, I'm, I freak out about recycling and I hate leaving lights on and shit. But all my big providers are like the oldest ones that have made no efforts to. It's all just like <laughs> British petroleum internet and just stuff like that, you know. I, yeah, I'm, you've got you've got the only coal powered internet. That's the. It's really bad. And today on Radio Four, the Life Scientific was on Radio Four. And they're like, today our guest is um, a physicist who's here to tell us how agriculture and how it changes to your diet ca- can have the biggest effect on stopping climate change. And I was like, nope. And I just turned it yeah. off because I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, I have enough to think. I just, I want to eat the occasional steak. The occasional steak. Yeah. I already hardly eat beef. That's enough for me. I don't want to find out that that n- noodles are killing the whales i just i don't need to know because <laughs> i'm not going to alter that babe yeah i just i just don't want to know about the whales dying but this is the thing and like I, I i looked up the stats for all this for a for a for a bit in a in a fringe show and if you don't use a car or you don't like use a car like four times a day like anyone who has a car right like a commuter and for the shops and so on mm. your emissions are like 30 percent less than the average if you right, so if you use public transport for the regular bits, you're, yeah, or if you just don't own a car, yeah. and I don't own a car. Oh, okay. Whereas if you cut out yeah. meat, it drops it by ten. So it's like, well, you know, I don't have a car, so <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have yeah. some 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 lamb. Also, there was an interesting article in the Guardian where even Glenn Greenwald himself finally admitted he'd got something wrong, or that his movement or people he associated with have got something wrong. Where they they they, they published a, a review. He reviewed Who's this Glenn like, Greenwald. Book. Huh? Who's Glenn Greenwald? He's a media guy. He was involved in the Snowden stuff, was he? Is he in Brazil now? Okay. Anyway, the point the point is, he's a big eco guy as well. Ah. The point is, is that this guy published a book talking about how all these, like a lot of the estimates for what, say, water cost is of lamb in the UK are just wrong. Mm. Right, really? Yeah, because they would go. Well, they they would say like it takes this much water to raise a sheep, and they would just measure all the water that landed in the entire field. Right, and it's like, well, not all the water that hits the field so somehow absorbed into the sheep's bones. <laughs> like it goes in the ground, it goes in the ground and feeds. You know, waters the plants. What the fuck is this? So there's a, there's a bunch of bad science in, in terms of the water stuff. Yeah. Some of the emission yeah. stuff is is debatable. Unfortunately, the cow stuff isn't. Obviously, Amazon beef is the worst in the world because they're literally chopping down the Amazon. But I mean, I've, I don't know if right, I've ever right, seen right, yeah. Argentine steak for sale in my supermarket. So, and if I did, I wouldn't buy it. 
And there's a point where you just go, you've, you've got to live, Phil. It's, it's, it's like what you were saying where you just turned it off on the radio. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're listening to a guy whose job is to be upset all the time about this. And he's right to be upset. Yeah, but you true, can't live true. like that. We're not, we have to do other things. His job is to be upset. That's his main thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you just have to take it on board and and balance it with all the other um, all the other needs. Well, and you could switch to something like Bulb or a competitor, and then all you have to deal with is their fucking constant emails in a really I tone that I do not care for. That's 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 the Faustian pact you make whenever you opt for an ostensibly more ethical choice these days is that they're, they're, they're likely to be even more cutesy than the less ethical choice. Yeah, that's that's the thing, is that market research has gotten so good that they've realized how susceptible most people are to just someone going, oopsie boopsie, and now that's <laughs> the way you make a billion dollars, is by oopsie boopsieing your way to it. It's, it's the tat economy. We live in the tat economy. We live in a tat economy, and I wish that billionaires were just like the guy from There Will Be Blood still. They were just weird, angry, (laughs) rude. And they were just like, you need to travel by train, and I control all the trains. They're just like villains. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want the guy from There Will Be Blood with his big mustache saying, oopsie doodle. Looks like you want to travel from Chicago to uh, to New York, and there's no other option. Well, I'll fluff the pillows here in the carriage for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I hate the pretense of monopolies thanking you for <laughs> your choosing them. Yes. It's like when when back in back before the the plague, when I was traveling around performing. Thank you for using arriver trains. You're the only train. What? Who else was I going? I wasn't going to walk. That's that's the worst bit of free market nonsense I've ever heard. Where they're like, "We'll privatize the trains," and it's competition. And it's like, what? So if I want to go from London to Edinburgh, I can take. Well, are there eleven train tracks next to each other? Are there? <laughs> I could just leap from one to the other like a like an old Wild West heist. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is, this is literally you could- your only option. It's this or jog to Edinburgh from London and you go oh okay well good competition guys good incentives yeah <laughs> imagine if you could switch trains mid journey like switching energy providers or current accounts or something like you just I'm no longer happy with this service <laughs> well sir it's perfectly within your right to change but would you care to tell us how we could improve no and you just you just jump you just jump onto the train next to you and then like, thank you for choosing uh fucking bloop de trains <laughs> and then I, what i would also love is if uh the train company didn't get a very very depressed uh man from newcastle to ring me up a year later <laughs> which is what edf did to me two weeks ago oh really yeah They've got some call center up near Newcastle and very, very tired, sad-sounding Geordie, Geordies will ring me up now yeah, uh, from time to time. And what, 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 uh, what, and what did they say? They, 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 they say, oh, you were a valued customer at EDF. Oh, what happened? It's like they're going through a cold case file. What happened? You were a valued customer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah valued Why? Customer. Why I did you leave? <laughs> that was that was almost like a sort of non-planetary accent. That was almost new. <laughs> Why I did you leave, man? What happened, Lake? You're a valued customer. And now you're <laughs> It's all just Ross Ross Noble going. Oh, uh, and did you what did you change to? Did you change to uh, a big, uh, a big uh, <laughs> dog in the sky who uh, who spits energy into your house? <laughs> I I switched because um I wanted to do some green energy. Oh, right! Imagine if energy was green, like imagine if it came out your out your plug and it was all green, like it was all like slime. Oh. Um, no, this is exactly why and, I left Ross. <laughs> can't stand the whimsy anymore. I've gone for cutesiness over whimsy. That's what I've done. What is your what is your persona when when you when you're called up by um, a call center? Because obviously you're annoyed, but yeah. 
it's not right to be annoyed at some poor schmuck who has to do this. No, I, I'm, I'm never, I'm never personal. I'm never like you. You in particular are the reason why. You know. I hate that. I hate fucking baby boomer ass age people who are like you need to. It's like what you? That's just <laughs> it's just some fucking dude. It's because it's because um, in their day, like older people when they were young, a call center person earned enough to buy three houses by the time they were forty. <laughs> they're just like, well, they're sat there in their mansions. Making these phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> um, my my persona is, I just say, oh, I, I, sorry, I don't have time right now. Or like, I, mean, I just say I'm busy. Or Like, I imply, oh, yeah. I imply they've rung me up in the middle of a board meeting, and for some reason I've answered. <laughs> like, like, as I say goodbye to them, I'm looking into the eyes of a couple of confused, you know, investors. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We're about to close this thing. I'm sorry, I thought it was someone else. Oh, why just go to Ball Blake? Oh, yes, I'm sorry, I have to. I've, I've got Jeff Bezos right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sort of like that. Or, or if if I know in advance, because they're all in South Shields, so I guess they're not Geordies. They're something that we've talked about this before, but they've got their own nicknames. But, um,. The reason South Shield. Shield bearers. Shield bearers. Um, the bearers of the South Shield. <laughs> we will hold the South Shield. If you hold the North, <laughs> my friend. That's where um that's where the Novavax vaccine is going to be made. Oh. Well um well or just is it just south of South Shields? Um I don't know. But the, on, on the same plot where a lot of uh, on the same industrial estate as uh, corn. Where a lot of England's, the UK's corn is made, as in fake meat. Yes, and it's made from sort of mushroom tendrils. No! It's, it's not the mushroom's body that it's made from. It's made from the tendrily bits, which I think are like very protein heavy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, There's also some kind of egg in it because it's not vegan. Yeah, they've, they've had to make a concession towards texture and flavor in some You sense. know, there's a big... Uh, Chicken cull in the UK go, um, going on or a couple of weeks ago because we people aren't buying eggs, which surprised me because I thought everyone was baking. I think there was an egg rush for the gold uh. gold yolks, and then now I think eggs. Everyone's just gone. I'm not making something that means I have to whisk anything. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. A chicken cu- chicken cull is a very depressing sequel to Chicken Run. <laughs> they yeah the, the tagline is they didn't make it <laughs> the tagline is people stopped buying eggs for a bit <laughs> the, the chicken run too the, chicken cull <laughs> the meat industry is is brutal i just want there to be lab meat frankenstein flesh that's what i want to eat would you actually eat it yeah this, really like a lab steak you'd eat that sure it's probably like it's, it's it'll it'll be cleaner than real steak yeah, but it's the cleanliness that makes it creepy. Oh, that's true. Anything that a machine makes is inherently unsettling. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'd be I'd be very up for trying it though. Everyone who's tried it says because they always they always make it and then they mince it into a burger because obviously the texture would be unholy. <laughs> <laughs> be like something the devil made. <laughs> so then they go, and after it's been grown in the lab on these various points, which massage the textures and stimulate them into growing, it's minced up and put in a burger and given to a journalist. And you go, right, right, right. I know why they did that. Because God knows what the texture would be like. It just tastes of electricity. It's just sparks. <laughs> you, you bite into it. Just... But it would, be, it would be like muscle fibers that have never existed in that format, you know? Like steak has mm. a grain to it. That's right. This won't have a grain. It'll be like shaped like the little nodes that the tissue wraps around or something. It's so weird. Horrible. Yeah, but um, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I think it's funny that there are people out there who are so against eating meat that they see the lab meat as wrong as well. Yeah, yeah. You mean you're creating life only to kill it? Yeah, it was, and it's like, no, no. That this... steak didn't even have a good life. It was born in a lab and it died in a lab. Yeah, and then you're like, no, it's never really alive at all. And they're like, that's even, I hate it. They're just furious. <laughs> Although, can you imagine the cutesy-wootsy advertising that will accompany lab burgers? <laughs> I was can born you... to feed you. 
<laughs> I was grown for your mouth. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> My daddy was a scientist, Jim, and he wore he 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 liked to wear a lab coat with stars on it. Jim was a bit different. Yes, that will be good. But here, here at Lab Stakes, we celebrate different Lab Stakes. Steak different. Ste- <laughs> Steak different. Oh. You know that's coming. Oh, yes. You know you know the tagline Steak different is coming. I'm 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 going to look at the back of a packet of these things and it's going to go uh, here here at uh here at uh, Manu Steak Labs we uh we love to party, you know. Jim likes to bring in some of his wife's cupcakes. We do karaoke on the weekends, and we even find the time to make a few burgers. <laughs> and then um, uh, they're going to be called like Frankenburgers, and the burgers are going to have little bolts uh, in their necks, and they'll be giving a big thumbs up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They'll be like the in. kind of naughty. Yeah, they'll be like the sort of oat milk style, kind of punky. You know, our CEOs have tattoos, kind of yeah. company. And it's going to be like we're leaning into the Franken meat concern. We're we're going, yeah. So what? We're, yeah, we're owning it. Yeah, we're owning it. We're not going to try and hide it and pretend that we're we're not uh, from a lab. Yeah, it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of um, the social media accounts going to use a lot of gifs because it's all oh, big time. Ooh. Um. Do, like I guess Innocent Smoothies kind of started. Innocent Smoothies were the yeah. the pioneers of, of the cutesy packaging, and the and I, which actually reminds me, I I rewatched recently your your and Johnny Leonard's and Theo Chester's sketch show. Oh, cuts, cuts yes. on YouTube, and there's a there's a sketch about Innocent Smoothie esque language. Yes, yeah, to having it's, to give adjectives to the fruit. It's such a funny show. Podbud should have a look at it on YouTube. Uh, cuts. Yes, it's it's so funny, man. It's oh, thanks, man. I mean, that the, there's so much fun to the f- sketch about the sketch about the paella dog. <laughs> I I cry, I cry watching that sketch <laughs> every time. But Jason and George are so good in that, like the amount of corpsing they did as well. Because Jason's glasses there, I actually painted the back of them black, so you could like no light could get through at all. So he looks like a right. bug. <laughs> it's really good. And George knew that he couldn't see, so whenever Jason moved his head around, George was trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if 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 any podcasts haven't watched that, get it, get on it. It's so funny. It's only about thirteen minutes or whatever. Yeah, thirteen minutes. It's on my YouTube, which is my name, and it's on Turtle Canyon YouTube. Since two thousand thirteen, Bombas has donated over one hundred million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over one thousand one hundred and fifty-seven days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, speaking of plugs, Philip. Yeah. You got yourself a book, boy. Yes, I announced last week that I have a book coming out in September. Remember, remember, my book's in September. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's called um, it's called Side Splitter. Yeah. Because it's about me being Asian and and British and all and and also about and it's also funny. So Side Splitter, it's a good bit of wordplay, I think. It's it's my King Lear. It's what I yeah. wrote in lockdown. 
and I think it'll be more influential actually than King Lear. I think there there <laughs> there are more quotable bits from it. I think uh, it'll do more to change the English language. Yeah. So look out for a side splitter in uh, September. You can yeah. you can pre-order. You can pre-order now on Waterstones or Amazon. And I don't I think on yeah well and I think they're they're signed copies the ones on Waterson's definitely are uh, signed copies and I have to sign them and so if you I don't know how many I have to sign That's but true. I presume if you, you potentially I could end up in autograph prison if if enough people pre-ordered this book I just have to sign all of them actually that's really funny if every podbud makes you <laughs> makes you sign their copy orders a signed copy you're gonna be trapped. you're gonna be stuck <laughs> for like weeks just ah. <laughs> yeah just cursing the day I, I plugged the book on this podcast yeah oh that's so funny yes okay do that do that everyone but um yeah, yeah I just tried the, I've got the link on my Twitter and my Instagram if you, if you want to order the book it's, it's something to do isn't it Yeah Remember remember Wang's book in September non-fiction <laughs> so there's not a plot <laughs> You should start doing cutesy bootsy advertising for your book I should I should all the little Letter elves have got their typewriters out and are <laughs> clattering away in preparation of, for September. Uh, but they love doing it, so they won't be annoyed at all if you order some more. So just keep keep the elves happy by pre-ordering more books for them to clitter and clatter at away in their in their book cellar. It's not a dungeon; it's a, cell, a cute little cellar where they drink hot chocolate and they clitter and clatter. And then that's and like, make my book. That's like the pun as well. We're a bookseller with a bookseller. Ooh. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And if anyone finds a typo, you say, oh, sorry, that was Guthrie the elf. He's a little silly sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a sinister element to these ultra-personal marketing messages where they name the individual responsible for a particular stage of your order. Yeah. And they're like, Samantha's currently wrapping up your pack. So if it turns up and it's wrapped to shit, like badly wrapped, I'm. Uh, what am I supposed to do? I call up this customer service and I go, can I speak to Samantha, please? Yep, Sam's fucked up big time on this one. <laughs> I need to speak to Samantha right now. You, the, I, the name I was given was Samantha. Put her on the phone right now. Yeah, you're sh- sh- showing up to the distribution center. Where's Dave? <laughs> is Dave in today? <laughs> and then just pushing him against the wall by his collar. What is this? What does this sticker say, Dave? Who says fragile? Fragile, yes, like your neck. What if I treated your neck the way you treated this commemorative plate? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh man but that's cool man september the book will be flying out with your crippled signature all over it yeah september presume if all goes to plan presumably one of the first months where people won't be at home reading books but hopefully <laughs> people will find time between the orgies and the parties to to read my book about about me and my thoughts read it in the park Read it at the orgy. Put put your elbows onto the buttocks of the person in front of you. <laughs> like like a place music the stand. Spine, place the spine of the book directly into their crack. Yes. Like a like yeah, like a music stand or an old monk's book holder. Yeah. And, just, and put on some gloves yeah. like you've been allowed access to a rare book <laughs> at the British Library. Like like you're on an episode of Who Do You Think You Are? <laughs> Going through the archives. <laughs> <laughs> people uh, at the orgy might be worried when you first snap those gloves on but uh <laughs> some might even be very no, excited no. but just ignore them and focus on the book don't worry everyone i'm not uh, uh, this is not a colonic inspection i'm uh, merely catching up with one of my favorite podcasters uh phil wayne 
Do you mind? I'm trying to read. <laughs> As someone tries to interfere with you in some way. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, gosh. Orgies seem a lot more uh, commonplace than I once thought. I know a lot of people who have been to an orgy, have not partaken in, to have like just stood around watching. I think it's because we work in the arts. Drekken. Yeah, I think if you work in the arts, is a pretty orgy heavy. I don't know, you know. I don't know. I think I, I think th- throughout all of society's strata, the the orgy is 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 commonplace. So are we are we in the one strata where the people admit it and feel that they can tell us about it? I guess we're on the one. Well, technically speaking, stratum, Pierre. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. I've outlatined you. <laughs> for once on for once on this podcast, I've outlatined you. Uh, the although oh, this is when someone's gonna say it's fucking Greek. I don't care. No, it would be Latin, won't it? Stratum. Um uh, I've yeah, ours is the one stratum of society which would proudly boast having been to an orgy. Yeah. For we're, we're the one stratum for which there is cultural cachet in being associated That's with a free wheeling, wheeling sex life. A cultural capital is being grasped at here. Yes. But yes, we do know people who've been to. I think. Do you think. I think orgies are definitely more common now because they're all. Sequ- well, no, like. Okay, overall they've probably declined because people probably take lockdown quite seriously. But there's, there's been a few in the papers, haven't there? Yeah. They've been in the papers again, the orgies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. There's never been a harder time to keep your orgy under wraps than uh, than in lockdown Britain, because it's going to be news. The only the only ones that make sense to me is, like, there's, there's a few organizations out there which have become quite famous for being very exclusive. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's the only orgy I'd ever want to go to. I don't want to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I'm, go, I'm amazed yeah. at the kind of freewheeling, devil may care personality that would just go to just an orgy at Steve's house. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like with people who you'd see on the fucking high street. <laughs> like just regular people. No, no. Obvi- <laughs> what on earth are you? Th- obviously not. Yeah, you want to feel like you're but, in a Greek painting. The kind of the kind of people who, if they're in a video on on like in a porn video on the internet that you stumble across, you get angry. <laughs> like, oh, what the hell? I don't look at the. Like you're gonna go and do it in real life with them? Uh, no. How dare you? Yeah. Sully my browser with your less than perfect physiology. <laughs> yeah, and then physiology. Y- yeah, that's I guess I, mean. I guess that's. I always wonder what it must be like to be one of the people whose job is to assess people. Sorry, physica- phys- physiology. I'm just, I'm just stuck on me. I think I've used the wrong Physiognomy? word. Physiognomy? Yeah. Mm, physica- physic- um, physique. 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 Um, physique. There we go. Um, if you're like the secretary or whatever. The- of the orgy? Yeah, there must be a point where you... <laughs> Why? Because you've got all these naked bodies in a. No, no, because you've got to assess it. I'm saying if you were the assessor uh, for like who's allowed to come. Oh, I see. You're sat there going like, the shoulders are too wide, you know, like measuring and and scanning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get off phrenology <clears throat> yeah. on, on everyone. Yeah, you've got to the, feel a bit weird. That's that's the element of orgies. I think people always overlook the admin, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why there are more orgies now. If there are, it's just it's easier to it's easier to communicate with people under wraps. People have the time. People have the time. People have the technology with WhatsApp groups. Uh, you know, I was thinking about dogging the other day, and I was like, well, I guess there must be lo- there mu- I, there must be a dogging now. There must be dogging websites, right? There must be dogging Reddit's probably. Oh, oh come on, surely there's websites for everything else. There's website if there's websites for the Jacobsons, there's websites for dogging. Exactly, exactly. I've heard. Um, I do. I knew. I know. Like growing up on the Isle of Man, there was always a rumor that people would go dogging at a particular, like, sort of lookout point. 
Um, look in point look into my ford fiesta that's right that's right and there were always sort of amusing schoolboy plans to go and surprise the doggers or something but uh never happened no it never happened they probably well i said they probably weren't there i mean the rumor can't have come from nowhere could it no yeah every every rumor has some element of truth dogging is even more random than a than a than a, a speculative orgy it's just whoever's in the car park Ugh. You've got to just, you've got to just, like, it's like the guy on the jet ski who went all the way to the Isle of Man. You've got to just have a wank. Just have a, I mean, if 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 the people involved wouldn't put me off, seeing the ins, the the insides of people's cars would. I mean, because like <laughs> the inside, messy like messy cars really put me off. And they, imagine looking in and there's like gum on the floor and like dog hair. It's like, ugh, that, this is the hardest wank of my life. Busy, busy joylessly fucking some some guy's wife in the back of a car and looking at the kid's bucket and spade half under the chair. <laughs> Jesus, you'd be like living in an Irvin Welsh novel. Just <laughs> kind of endless grimness. <laughs> Been to the seaside, have you? Oh, yes! Oh, Absolutely man. repulsive. Oh, McDonald's rappers. That would be one of the worst. I will never be involved with dogging. And I'm happy to say that on this podcast, <laughs> on the record. You watch out, I will Phil. never be involved with dogging. You watch out, because when you become a very famous dogging advocate, someone will get a clip of you saying that and tweet it at you saying, yeah. This you? Shit, you're right. This you? <laughs> I'm going to get... I'm, oh, no. <laughs> you're going to get this I'm going to get this... I'm going to get this you'd by the anti-dogging people. <laughs> This you, and you're going to do a very cogent tweet explaining how you changed your mind about dogging and how it's, uh, you know, fresh air and it's uh, very sort of progressive in all sorts of ways or something. And they're going to, no one's going to care because you got this you'd. That's right. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. It'll be the pro-dogging people that they'll this you me. That's the crazy thing about the this you phenomenon yeah. is that it's from people who you now agree with. Yeah, they hate that you have seen their point of view. Eventually, yeah. yeah. They're furious that their arguments have convinced you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, left, the left hates to win. Absolutely hates it. And they get furious with you when, you, when they win you over. I have a... a, a my, my theory on that, who I've, I've shared with uh, uh, many, many friends, uh, such as uh, friend, friends of ours and excellent comedians, Alex Keeley, Ahir Shah, people like that, is that um, there's a there's a com- the, yep the online political comedian community. Yes, that my theory on it is that there's a lot of people who control a lot of left wing discourse, and they can only ejaculate if they lose something. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what they lose. It doesn't matter what. It, but like the only way they can st- keep aroused and have sexual function is is the certainty and the knowledge that what they are doing will either lose them something short term, long term, anything like that. Um, in the same way that I think the the right wing get uh, can only uh, climax if they know that what they're doing is uh, either uh, sort of cruel or eventually it will be revealed to be a lie. <laughs> so they either need to say there'll be no lunch for the children ever again, and then they get uh, hard, or they go, sure, we'll feed the kids, and then in their head they go for a day. <laughs> And then they can come. <laughs> yeah, that's when they come. Yeah, that's they when come they come when they come when they have um, balanced the tough love distribution of <laughs> of whatever it is they they're planning to do with as much as most tough as they can fit in, while still being able to make a case for love. Yeah, it's 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 homeopathic love. There's a molecule of love <laughs> in there. There's a memory of love. <laughs> <laughs> there was once there was once love in this. In this um in in, in this motion, uh, yeah. But it's been distilled so much that there's not really any love in it. But there's a memory of love. Yeah. Whereas the left, they 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 um they edge at losing, but they only really come once they say now is not the time to mourn. Now is the time to organize. Yes. That's them coming. <laughs> when after they've lost something, they go now's the time to organize. <sighs> yeah. They 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 can only ejaculate when they say the phrase the real fight starts now 
As if, as if they were like, you know what, guys? It turns out that it was the wrong time to win people over in the years leading up to the election. Now that we've lost one, now is the time <laughs> to work on uh, reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something like that. So that's that's who we're stuck with, at least in in the United Kingdom, is uh, the 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 evil and the, the the people who like to lose. That's the that's the two flavors we have. It's, it only works, Phil. It only works when you get someone who's a bit evil, who's quite evil and, and like, <laughs> and they happen to uh, believe in the sort of aspects of political fairness, e.g. Tony Blair and Peter Mandelson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people who are, who are sort of <laughs> speaking that evil way in their heads. Oh, we'll see about that. But it's about progressive taxation. <laughs> what is what is your thing you said about Pretty Patel? Oh, um, you thought love would save you. <laughs> she looks like the kind of person who would say, "Did you think love?" Would... Do you think love's going to save you, Potter? <laughs> that's her smirk. Yeah. Although I do think that that's a great like. If you get a picture of her doing a really evil smirk with your phrase just now, "Love is a memory." <laughs> Underneath, like that would be her book. <laughs> love is a uh, memory a memoir by Pretty Patel uh, I, I don't know if you're speaking of people who love to publicly uh, l lose um, the Harry and Meghan are, <laughs> have, you, there's, have you seen the trailer for their uh, their uh, interview with Oprah oh coming no up? I haven't also welcome Harry and Meghan to the world of podcasting I, I, I wonder if you'll make any money out of it you know, it's hard yes, to make money out of it. Good luck. Yes, Harry Megan. I hope you're enjoying uh, your newfound privacy uh, and also your brand new podcast and fifth high profile interview <laughs> in America in a row. <laughs> What's the interview with Oprah? Well, is this well the, 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 the trailer is just like, dong, dong, dong. it's using, it uses that, that um, new suspenseful movie trailer music where it's just like a single piano note. Yeah. Dong, dong. Dung, dung. And Oprah goes, she's looking at Megan, and Megan's looking so serious. <laughs> and and they're in some garden or something. And Oprah's like, um, uh, <laughs> what does she say? Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. Were you, were you silent or were you silenced? Oh, my God. And then dung dung, and then it just doesn't. It doesn't show Megan saying anything, but just it goes to Megan, and she just tilts her head one way, and the wind blows her hair slightly, <laughs> like a samurai. And then it goes to black dung dung dung, and then it's got Harry there with her. Uh, yeah, we just um, we just want we just want to to clear the the. Uh, uh, she's just just being a dumbass and trying to <laughs> sound like he can speak English, and and then and then it, and then it goes shung. And then it just it ends on Oprah going wait 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 hold up, and then goes car. Right, so the Harry implication there is like Oprah. something happened that made Oprah say hold up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <gasps> what could it be? When you know, when you know, it, or when you are gonna watch the interview, it'll be like uh, they said, and our flight to uh, LA was actually. Delayed by three hours. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. It was <laughs> yeah. delayed by three hours. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to go, oh, for fuck's sake, that was it? Yeah, exactly. Or it'll be something like something to do with like some piece of fucking jewelry that we've never heard of falling on the ground or something crap like that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would love it if I, I would prefer it if um, Prince Andrew went on the uh, Oprah Winfrey show. Yes, that I would watch. And then, That's a perspective I want to hear from. And then Oprah said, check under your seats, everyone. And the audience said, you get an alibi. You get an alibi. <laughs> Just as handing out alibis. He was with me. Just... It's like a nice gift. Oh, yeah, and all these, yeah. <laughs> all these vouchers for uh, the Woking Pizza Express. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, are we going to learn anything from the interview? It turned out being in the royal family was extremely luxurious and unpleasant at the same time. Yes. It turns out that being in the royal family is something of a gilded cage, Pierre. <laughs> in a way, I was in a cage, but the cage was made of gold. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> Is that something? Has anyone ever said that before? <laughs> We've only had monarchies in human history for 4,000 years. I don't know if it's ever come up that it's a bit like being <laughs> trapped. Also, and it's like, oh, the press aren't very pleasant. And it's like, no, that, that's... I mean, obviously, you know, it'd be nice if they were pleasant, but also, I don't know what, what what's the balance between having a completely undemocratic institution and then a mean newspaper man. It's, yeah. Neither one is ideal, but, I mean, the whole situation is not ideal. The whole situation is insane. It's just going to be two rich people saying that things... It can be double-edged. <laughs> that's what that's what they they're gonna go up there and say. Sometimes a good thing can have a negative side. Yeah, and that's Oprah going. Whoa, hold up, <laughs> hold up. A cage made of gold. <laughs> but then you'd be trapped and somehow rich. Is that right? Am I getting that right? <laughs> like some sort of wealthy. Bird, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help me along here. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Am I right to say? Help that? me understand. A sort of very rich bird. Is that what you're? <laughs> I've never heard this before. This is wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Maybe she is. Maybe Oprah is shocked because it's like she's she's found that money and fame, you know, is entirely to her liking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe she's just Absolutely. like, no, this is great. It's literally, I don't particularly find any of this a downside. It's very funny watching rich British people talk to rich Americans because rich Americans are like, "What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with being rich." What are you talking about? <laughs> Only the British have this inbuilt guilt about living well. Yeah. Americans are like, "I earned every cent of this." What are you talking about? Yeah, Americans are like pirates, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no remorse. They just, yeah, I took it for myself. They're just completely into it. Whereas, um, yeah, yeah if, they if, don't feel if, sad about it. If America is like the phrase finders keepers became a country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas maybe that's why they find British aristocrats like sinister enough to make them the villains in every movie. Because it's they, they sort of don't understand the pathology. They're like when when like a villainous British aristocrat says, I'm terribly sorry, but I'm going to have to kill you. And they think, but he's not sorry. He wants to kill me. What? Why is he sorry? <laughs> Isn't this what he wants? And it's like, God, he's like a madman. He's in a uh, castle well, and sad? It, uh, I, I think, was it Andy Warhol? I think it was Andy Warhol who summed it up really well. I th- yeah, I think it was Andy Warhol. I've, you know, and he said, um, America, uh, the British hate... British hate it when you become successful because they're worried you're going to abandon them. Americans celebrate you because they want you to take them with you. Ah, interesting. Americans think that you're going to take them with you and British think you're going to leave them. Interesting. Ah, maybe that's why, like, is that why American celebrities always seem to have an entourage that they kind of do take people? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm trying to think of... I guess the royal family literally have, you know, an entourage of a kind. The Beef Eaters. The Beef Eaters, but also all those other Dukes that you've never heard of who suck. <laughs> yeah. The Duke- I guess that, that's, that's the royal sweet spot. It's like, yeah. if, if I had to be in the royal family, I want to be one of them. I want to be a minor fucking royal who gets, like, a county worth of land. It's like the Duke of Kent. Yeah, but no one gives a shit about you. Yeah. There's no cameras outside. No one cares who you fuck. No one cares. Yeah. But you've got all this property. That's what I that's the royalty I'd want. Three times a year you visit t- three different army regiments and have a huge piss up in a kind of ceremony. <laughs> and you're like vaguely on the governing board of seven or eight boarding schools wherever it is that you're the duke of and you just show up and go yes you're all learning maths or something very good and you say something a bit mm. racist to a teacher and go oh yes oh. <laughs> uh, oh, even man. even if the royal family gave up all the state-owned property they live in e.g like windsor castle i think or buckingham palace 
Like that's not mm. theirs. They still own the rest of it. They still be the yeah. main, either the richest or second richest landowners in the country, without even really trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, man, it's, I want to be a minor royal. Oh man! Like the, my house is full of portraits of uh, my ancestors who just fucked everyone over who just killed everyone and just took all this they just took all this stuff and but it's separate enough from me where i can go well it's a different time i I have no i don't kill anyone but you know i will i will keep all i will keep all of this all the assets i'll keep everything because it wasn't me but uh, you know i will keep it you can that'll be me you can point at the painting of someone called like uh wang the bloodthirsty and you can just be like, oh. Oh, he was a bit of a rotter. Oh, you are listing my broken dreams. <laughs> I would love I would love that. Um, tell you what I'd also love, as part of correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's uh, the hour is late, so we'll, we'll quickly... Uh, a mini Corrie. A mini Corrie. Ring letters. Keep Correspondence. Okay. Here's a good brief one. Um, RSB gets in touch. RSB, the Royal Society of Buds. That's right. Uh, and uh, they say hi, PNP. Mm-hmm. You mentioned recently, this is a while ago now, that although there were many male names which were suggestive of a male member, there were far fewer female counterparts. That's right. Oh, but, and just well, we're just talking about Lil Wang just now. We got Wang. We got Dick. We got J- John. No, John's toilet. Johnson. Got Dick Johnson. That's right. Uh, you you uh, Dick Johnson. Uh, oh, and Peter. Peter. There's just Peter. loads. Whereas, yeah, there's no, there's no Minji, Minji Flanagan or anything. <laughs> we said Vera, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest. That's right. Your Vera, get your Vera <laughs> out for the lads. Um, so uh, he says, uh, uh, I have one such recommendation based on my time working in a large university library. While browsing the system one day, I saw the mention of a person who had in their account comments section the fact that they lived on a boat. Okay. So there's obviously some sort of account comment element to the database where you can put your own... So this is a a, a member of the library? Yeah. Ah. So eccentric students and staff are clearly putting little comments on their accounts or... That's cute. Finding this strange, I decided to scour the library database looking for any other strange account comments. Mm. After a short search, I was rewarded with a record for a student named Tuna Cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cunt is a K, by the way. Yeah, that's a German name, right? Tuna Cunt. K-U-N-T, is it? Yeah, and Tuna like the fish. That's funny. Tuna's... Yeah, tuna cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Get a look at this tuna cunt over here. <laughs> As you, someone looks up from their sandwich. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. He eats that fucking sandwich. Tuna cunt. <laughs> Thinking that this must be uh, surely a fake record, I immediately checked the main student portal and was shown the smiling profile picture of the aforementioned Ms. Cunt. (laughs) I eventually left that job, but the memory of Tuna Cunt is one I shall never leave behind. (laughs) Koji RSB. And this is why our libraries need to be saved. Yeah. (laughs) If you cut libraries, where will Tuna Cunt go? (laughs) Where will you find Tuna Cunt if not in the library? Society is going to be bereft of Tuna Cunts. <laughs> Kids will grow up not knowing about Tuna Cunt if we lose enough libraries. What do you think, like... Um, I, I, I guess Alec Dick is as, is as, as devastating. Alec Dick, that's the classic one. 
Alec Dick. Alec Dick. Alec Dick is probably uh, as close as you can get to this kind of level of devastating misfortune, right? Tina Kant. Uh, Alec Dick. Tina Kant. I mean... I mean, just a tuna on its own, going around being called tuna. Yeah, how is that? Is that a is that a name in some? Is it like Tina? Is it a form of Tina? T- tuna. Hi, I'm tuna. Tina. Tina. Tina Tuna would be a funny sort of fish-based Tina Turner. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, parody. that's good. T- tuna is a unisex Turkish name. Oh, interesting. It means Danube. The Danube as in, River. As in the river. Apparently, it's the Tuna, huh. the Tuna River. Oh, this is funny. Uh, born 1957, Danube. the Turkish environmental engineer, politician, and former mayor of Ankara is Mustafa Tuna. <laughs> mm. Oh, you have, have you tried this? Oh, you must have a tuna. <laughs> Mustafa Tuna. Mm. There is you a must very, have a tuna. It's so good. There is a very famous telegram that is is sort of very funny, but um, uh, you know, slightly of its time, where it's a the a British ambassador in Russia telegramming London during the Blitz and the war, and and talking about how these are dark days. But um, the other day, he basically he doesn't he phrases it very cleverly. But basically, he met a Turkish uh, diplomat called Mustafa Kunt. <laughs> As well, Kunt must be a Turkish name then. It must be, yeah. I've just remembered that. As well. Of course. Mustafa right. Kunt. So it's full Turkish. It's not it's not German at all. So she was a Turkish lady who I mean, what happens when I guess university is the ideal time to move to an English speaking country with that name? Yeah, you'd be a fucking legend. You'd be a legend. You'd be a big name on campus. Everyone you'd literally be a big name on campus. Who's the biggest name on campus? <laughs> Tuna Kunt. <laughs> People would love you. And it would be like a kind of fun, silly thing. Whereas if you were 12... Oh, oh terrible. Terrible. You'd, they'd, they'd, be laughing. 12, they'd be laughing in the staff room. They'd be pouring tuna on your head in the canteen. People would say some, something's fishy whenever you came in. You, oof, double fishy. Double fishy. Say. But Tuna Cutter University, you're the star of Freshers Week. You're the, people are excited just to... In any scenario where names are read out, graduation day, it's going to be the packed. People will hunt you down at the the club night. I need a photo with Tuna Khan. <laughs> You'd be a celebrity. You could turn that into a, a life. A life. Yep. Yep. Whereas, yeah, teenage years, you, you're moving back to Turkey to live with your grandpa. <laughs> Although, you know, being Tuna Khan at university, like, it would be the the glory days for maybe first half of first term. And then Tuna Khan's always the one who's like, in second term, you're like, where's Tuna Khan? And you find out, oh, she had to quit. She was not having a... She was having a really tough time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she covered it up, but uh, yeah, she was... It's always always a misfortune that someone with a name like Tuna Khan is always going to be painfully shy. Yeah. Whereas if they were like a kind of... um, you know, John Belushi figure, like a kind of crazy party animal, then it would absolutely work. Mm, mm, mm. Like if someone, like if someone says on your first date, sorry, is your name Tuna Cunt? And you go, and don't you forget it, bitch. And just like (laughs) down a pint right in their face. And everyone goes, yeah. (laughs) Then, then, you know, you've got, you've got, you've got yourself an empire, but uh, if it's always like, sorry, is your name Tuna Cunt? Someone just goes, yes, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and they run away yeah. to the library. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely devastating. Uh, well, Absolutely devastating. thank you for that. I swear I remember learning the other day some Western name that was a swear word. Anyway, thank you for that, RSB. Thank you to the Royal Society of Buds for um, sending that on. And do make sure everyone to renew your uh, memberships to the Royal Society of Buds or you won't yes. get our uh, our newsletter. Yes, renew your membership. Um, it's the only way that you'll be eligible for fellowship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a fascinating uh, lecture. Um, actually, it, it, when lockdown um, ends, we've got a fascinating lecture on the on the history of bums. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, and all members of the Royal Society of, of Buds are are, are 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 highly encouraged to, to attend. Not compulsory, no, but no. you don't want to miss it. But we uh, we actually have a, a a clip from the lecture of the history of uh, on the history of bums. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, hold up. There you go. That's the clip. Uh, needless to say, something very shocking about the history of bums is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to spoil it now. You, you'll, you'll have to watch. You'll yeah, have yeah, to come yeah. and watch the the, the talk. Yeah, um, it's hosted by Oprah as well. It's it's, <laughs> it's Oprah interviewing her own bum. Yeah, the RSB has you know we've got a lot of reach. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say we got uh, we got some people in high places in in our pockets and right? low, e.g. the bums. The bum, yeah, right in the bum pocket. That's right in the, the bum pocket. Yeah. All right, in the bum pocket. Have a good week, guys. Bye right. bye. 